This is Broke Money Hustle. And now, here's Broke Money Hustle with Trackle and Air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Broke Money Hustle, the struggling blue-collar podcast where two schlubs just kind of try to figure out buying stocks and then investing money and putting our money in assets instead of crooked banks and uh, kind of stumble our way through that and let you come along for the ride. I want to thank you if you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, certainly everyone on the IndieVolt Network who's listening in through IndieVolt Radio. We thank you for joining us once again for Broke Money Hustle. I am joined by my co-host, Trike. How's it going, man? Uh, good. Trying to figure out a good angle with my camera, because no matter what I do, I look bald. I don't know why. It's, uh... <laughs> Maybe it's because you shaved off all of your hair. It could be it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You need some more shadow on top. It'll, yeah. it'll fill it in. Get a couple of those spray cans of hair they used to have and just empty them out. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. I don't normally have my big overhead light on, but uh, I do today, so it's a little bit more illuminated in here. Cool. Looks good. Anyway, my portfolio is Red Dead Redemption. How about yours? Yeah, it's kind of, um, it's about half and half. It's not as good as it's been, but it's, um, let me full screen it here so I can see. Yeah, uh... Uh, yeah, it's probably about half and half. I got a, a couple that I just bought when they were really, really cheap on a dip. That's kind of keeping me from uh, from losing money overall. But, yeah, a lot more red than green. Yeah. I'm down about 6% on my three-month average in Robinhood. And it's about the same in Weeble. I have a lot of tech stocks. It's earning weeks for a lot of tech stocks. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a, just a little bit of nervous nervousness beginning the week here. It seems like there's a lot of uh, selling going on. Uh, NVIDIA down, Tesla down, uh, Apple down, Nikola. Nikola's kind of bottomed down around $20. It's been there for a while. But, uh, yeah, most of the most of the things that I'm holding are down overall. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, lot of companies that are going to be bringing out their earnings. And basically what happens, the market changes based on news in political cycles, more on the market. Well, the big news is the earnings, seeing what kinds of revenue companies are coming in. Now, most of the tech companies have been responsible for us to survive during COVID, our new working environments and whatnot, whether it's Apple, whether it's uh, Amazon, those two definitely are coming out with earnings this week. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see um, how good they are and I know there's a lot of people who are uh, coming um, coming online to, uh, you know, maybe just a little bit hesitant right now, but they're hoping for big things. And I'm just going to look over this. I got this article up from Barron's by Ben Walsh talking about Amazon, Apple, and other tech companies reporting earnings this week. Here's his take on what to expect. Investors will get a sense of how some of the biggest tech companies in the world fared during the third quarter when Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google's parent company Alphabet, and Microsoft all report earnings this coming week. 
All five tech mega caps have far outpaced the S&P this year. Amazon and Apple's performance year to date has been particularly noteworthy, with their shares gaining over 70% and just under 60% respectively. Microsoft hit a record in September, and investors expect more good news Tuesday. Revenue is expected to rise 8% over last year's number, just shy of the record the company set last quarter. The Department of Justice filed an antitrust lawsuit against Alphabet last week after the House Antitrust Subcommittee released a harsh report calling out Google, Facebook as monopolies. On Wednesday, the CEO of Alphabet, Facebook, and Twitter will testify before a Senate committee on legal protections afforded platform companies. Investors have been relatively sanguine in response to growing scrutiny from Washington. For example, Alphabet stock has risen 10% since the subcommittee's report, despite the subsequent DOJ lawsuit. As Barron's Eric Savitz notes, these massive companies will likely emerge from the pandemic stronger and more profitable than ever. So there you have his take. And it is interesting to see that they're getting dragged in front of Congress for being monopolies, which they are, and uh, doesn't seem to be hurting their performance very much. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, especially, yeah, not only they're a monopoly, they they have all the business. Uh, <laughs> they they kind of control all of it. So, uh, yeah, they're probably probably doing really good. It's interesting, though. I, I, I think a lot of people, the majority of all the shares are held by big corporate interests, big hedge funds, what have you. You know, not little guys like you and me. So the influence there is a, yeah, okay, whatever. Cost of doing business. You get hauled in front of government. You tell them something, you get them to go away, then you go about your business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, I've read somewhere where one of the chief and uh, primary investors in Facebook and its origination was the CIA in the first place. So getting big tech dragged in front of government is like, I don't know, it's like, why'd you get caught? You know, <laughs> not what are you doing wrong. It's more like, why'd you get caught? Yeah, yeah, don't, exactly. Don't get caught again. Because um, <laughs> we need we need that information. But you know, it, it is you know you can't we can probably call these companies monopolies because, I mean, Google is a company, but it's turned into a verb for searching for something on the internet. You know, yeah. it's uh, house. You know, these are household names. These are things that everybody uses without thinking about it. And they just kind of have this implicit trust. You want to, uh, you want a, a good comparison. Look up the word fascism on Google, and then compare it to the dictionary definition from a paper dictionary predating 2008. Big difference. So if tech controls our information, controls our history, controls our knowledge, you know, there's a lot of danger here. And this is the way they do it in China, with their uh, social uh, credit scoring and. Uh, you know, you don't dare say anything bad against the CCP. Your credit score, social credit score goes down, and then you can't get work. Uh, people don't want to be around you, and uh, can't you? You know, you, you basically that's the way for them to end your life. And we'd be stupid to think that there's there's not elements in our own uh, you know, <laughs> democracy that uh, want things to be that way here. So, yeah. I don't expect much out of these hearings. Uh, it would be nice to see the, them broken up, at least to be not considered platform, but publishers. So they don't have these protections baked into their agreements so that we can sue them for taking down our page 
you know, about, you know, lizard fan groups or whatever for, <laughs> or, you know, what, you know, we know who they're really taking down. Uh, it's opposition voices. And that's not something we want if we're going to have freedom of speech. So hopefully, you know, that's what I would like to see. Oh, exactly. And it's funny with the, uh, the social credit score over there, when I first hear about it, I'm like, oh man, that's so, that's so wrong. You know, what, what society would do that? And then you go on Twitter and <laughs> it's not really that, that different over here. <laughs> no, no, that's what, you know, cancel culture is. It's like the baby for the social yeah. credit score system is cancel culture. Come out with an unpopular opinion. You get a whole bunch of these uneducated blue check marks screaming down your throat and all of their bot gangs or whatever. And you pretty much just got to leave the platform. I've been experimenting with some of the other social, social platforms out there. Parlor, Gab, uh, Rumble is a new uh, competition for uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, you know, um, there's, there's definitely competition out there, but they have nowhere near the presence or the uh, fiscal muscle to uh, really make a huge dent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's good that we still have some level of competition, but not nearly enough to where, you know, Google can say that it has real competition. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because um, I know there's, I forget the name of it, there's a few of them where they don't track your information. When you look stuff up, it doesn't track it. It doesn't, you know, um, sell it to companies or anything. <laughs> DuckDuckGo is one. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, good search engine. <clears throat> I use the Brave browser, which is uh, built on crypto uh, technology. And uh, so it doesn't, you can actually earn crypto rewards put in your digital crypto wallet uh, from doing from searching and stuff through their browser and it's supposed to be a secure uh, you know secure by the um, by the blockchain basically cool uh, so there's an anonymity there um, but really you shouldn't do anything online that you don't want getting out because there's really at some some level there's no you know uh, there's no real security there yeah, that's why I only watch uh, cat and puppy videos when I'm online. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Uh, yeah. But but you know, so we kind of got a little bit off track. But the you know the main story is there's a lot of big money showing their earnings this week, and so I would look for you know right now a lot of these stocks are down. Good time to buy because we know it's a safe bet they're going to report record earnings because we've all been at home using tech for the last six, seven months to flatten the curve. So, uh, you know, the, uh, that being said, um, you know, Apple just came out with their new, their new fancy shiny iPhone. So that's another reason to suggest, you know, their fourth quarter is probably gonna be pretty good. And, um, you know, uh, there's another article from Barron saying that Thursday is when Apple reports, analysts are getting jazzed. So. There's a lot of um, there's a lot there's a lot of people that are just expecting these tech companies to kind of blow up their portfolios, and uh, so we'll we'll look for that and hopefully, you know that'll happen. I, I looked at Ford today. Ford is up over eight dollars right now. Nice. Um, kind of uh, kind of been doing uh, a, just a slow, steady growth. So I'm glad to see those uh, Ford stocks performing pretty well. Um, tech and EV, electric, electric vehicles, definitely keep coming into their own. Um, there's uh, GM and Ford uh, are working on some, some new things. So there's a lot to be excited about. 
Big news of the day, though. Dunkin' Donuts, my favorite place to get a donut and a cup of coffee. Yeah. I can't stand Starbucks. I worked for them. They just, <clears> nah. <throat> um, but Dunkin' Brands, looks like uh, the parent company of Arby's, which is called Inspire Brands, wants to purchase them uh, or looking to uh, acquire them, so to speak. And looking into uh, this article here from the Wall Street Journal, the parent of Duncan and Baskin Robbins said it held early talks to go private in an acquisition by Inspire Brands, whose portfolio includes Arby's, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Jimmy John chains. The acquisition offer comes as the coffee, donut, and ice cream chain has wrestled with lower sales due to COVID-19. The company, whose market value is $7.3 billion, based on Friday's closing price, in late July, said it would close around 800 U.S. locations that have had low sales volumes or were mostly unprofitable before the pandemic. Duncan Brands Group on Sunday said there was no certainty in any agreement will be reached and it wouldn't comment any further unless the two companies reached an agreement or terminate discussions. This was first reported on Sunday. And Duncan Brands shares rose 15% uh, on midday training, closing at 102.13. Uh, the Canton, Massachusetts-based company has more than 21,000 points of distribution in more than 60 countries. The company went public in 2011 after it was acquired by Bain Capital Partners, uh, Carlisle Group, and uh, Thomas H. Lee Partners LP in 2006. The company dropped the word donuts from its flagship brand due to its increased focus on beverages, which represents much of its sales. Maybe that's why they started to stop losing earnings, you know? It's got to be about the donuts. Remember those old commercials? It's time to make the donuts. Yeah. I already made the donuts. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The other the other morning, it was real, you know, uh, it was early in the morning. I was waking my daughter for school, and I'm like, it's time to make the donuts. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> we're not making donuts. <laughs> like... Now, all of Dunkin' stores are run by franchisees. It's a common model across Inspire and Rourke Investments. Atlanta-based Rourke's broader food and restaurant portfolio includes Auntie Anne's Pretzels, Moe's Southwest Grill, and Jamba Juice Shops. Other restaurant chains that have sold during the pandemic were in distress. Casual dining brands, Crystal, Logan's Roadhouse. I shall miss thee. Bar Louie <laughs> hated that place. And the U.S. division of Le Pen, I don't even know, Cotidian, were sold after bankruptcy, filing for bankruptcy. Pandemic also hurt business for Duncan, where the U.S. same-store sales fell 18.7%, 6% of Baskin-Robbins during the second quarter compared to last year. Company has said since uh, business has improved. Duncan would be Inspire's fourth restaurant acquisition since 2018, was formed through a merger of Arby's and Buffalo Wild Wings. Nice. Inspire bought Burger Chain Sonic, which I'm a fan of, uh, for two or 2.3 billion, including debt, in late 2018, and Jimmy John's last year. So, this you know, if you own Duncan Brand stock, I know this is a stock I was watching. This goes through; they become private label again. They'll be they'll be under this. Uh, I guess that means they'll be delisted. And uh, they'll be part of Inspire Brands. Hmm. And so at least that's what that sentence sounds like. And um, you know what, though? It's a company I love. So whatever keeps it open, 
I'm all for it. Because yeah. they have the best donuts and they have much better coffee than Starbucks. Yeah. Like the original roast compared to like a house roast of a Starbucks, so much better. Oh, exactly. And I don't think Dunkin' Donuts are going to go anywhere, you know? <laughs> like, There's not enough of them here in Michigan. There's like yeah. one or two, three at the most that are that are close to me, but they're still like 20-minute drives. Yeah. You know, I live in an area with three Starbucks. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> at least a Tim Hortons, but good grief. I would I would love a Dunkin's. I'd probably gain back all my weight, though, that I lost it. <laughs> Yeah, I always wonder, is it because we're near the border, there's so many Tim Hortons in this area? Cause well, yeah, because Tim Hortons is Canadian, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Starbucks is the Borg, so they're just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Disney of coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just all-consuming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's more, it seems almost like more of a lifestyle brand. Like, people just want to have that name on that cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it, it's like NPR, you know? Yeah. It, you know, you, you feel like you're you feel like you're important because you're drinking Starbucks. Ooh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your five dollar burnt coffee, sir. Yeah. Yeah, if you have to put that much uh like cinnamon and syrup and all that kind of stuff to I mean, make it drinkable. Once anything <laughs> other than coffee hits the cup, it's not coffee. You're just yeah. making it into candy. Yeah, exactly. It's I was a... raised a man. I drink my coffee black, black yeah. as night. <laughs> I like exactly. a dark roast. And once I'm in the punch, it punches me in the gut. And I'll tell you this. Uh, what is this? Uh, got it over here. Yeah, this stuff right here. Black Rifle Coffee. Oh, nice. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors, but this stuff this stuff is the bomb if you like coffee. This stuff is really, really good. Uh, made by veterans, and um, so the money goes to a good company, and it's a really good product. Mm -hmm. And if they want to sponsor us, we're always open to sponsors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We are totally for sale. We'll sell out to anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sellouts, gosh, AMC down 9% again, Sinmark is down, and I had just recently bought them, so I'm losing money on that. Oh, man. Uh, there's, there, we're continued the national decline here. Shares of AMC declined 9% to $2.71. Sinmark, which I bought at $12, is at $8.43, broadly lowered than rising coronavirus concerns or cases. Meanwhile, theater advertising company National Sin Media was down 9% at $2.05. Attendance has been low at U.S. movie theaters as they reopen. Many prominent films have been delayed or switched to home viewing options. According to media reports, The Honest Thief led the weekend's North American box office worth $2.4 million. I haven't even heard of that movie until I just read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... I was looking at movies because uh, there's a local drive-in. Because uh, I keep forgetting the theaters are open now. Uh, but they had it at a local drive-in. And I'm like, is this an old movie I never heard of or, or what? Like, <laughs> I know AMC is starting this new thing where they're renting out the whole theater. Yeah. Uh, so the parents can bring their kids and, uh, and then, you know, have a day out. So hopefully yeah. that works out for them. Um, I guess I'm just going to hold on to this stock because if I sold it now... I would lose a ton of money on it and just hope that 
a brand like AMC, for example, is just too good to let go away and yeah. something happens to it. So we'll just just ride that out. But I still uh, I still think they'll bounce back. It'll just be yeah, I mean longer than what we thought. Yeah, we've got so much uncertainty right now, especially, you know, like my my industry, the Comic Cons and all that, that's you know I've got I've got most of my schedule next year booked because of the cancellations of this year. But I'm starting to hear that other co- that some of the cons are, are are like adding extra dates just in case oh. their early dates don't get to go, and I it's like we're in this death grip with this silly COVID nonsense. Yeah, you know, there's there's the we we here in Michigan we just had this uh, Michigan Supreme Court rule against our governor, and then double down on it and say no, you do not have an extra 21 days. Your unconstitutional <laughs> orders are null and void as of now but stores and just about everywhere are still enforcing it as if it's state law you know we're just kind of stuck in this uh, ridiculous ridiculous scenario yeah. so who knows what's going to happen I, I certainly don't want to be doing a comic con where everybody has to stay 10 feet apart or whatever and you know they mandate you know you must have a piece of plexiglass in front of your booth and a little <laughs> slot in there to slide stuff out if people want to buy it Everything's mm-hmm. gonna be pretty big. That kind of nonsense will just kill us off. Yeah. You know, financially, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just all just close up shop and go away at that point because it's ridiculous. There's just no point to it, and attendance won't be enough to where it even pays the people putting it on. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, it's a concern I've had lately. <laughs> you know, uh, especially some of the uh, comic conventions. They didn't have one last year. If they don't get one next year, I'm pretty sure a lot of them are going to close up. You yeah. Know? And, you know, I mean, usually there's another one that will come and take its place. But, you know, there'll be a lot of really good conventions that I, I like going to that, you know, might not come back, I think. Yeah, I would imagine. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of people that I remember from past shows that aren't going to be back either because they've moved on and gotten different jobs or... yeah. You because know, we just have to survive this. I uh, was out doing DoorDash not too long ago, so I've still got that as a fallback. i still got a little bit of work coming in for comic art and all that, so I'll keep that up as long as possible. And just, I've still got two shows scheduled in December. I think whether or not those go through are going to just largely, largely rest on November 4th. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But hopefully, hopefully we'll survive through that and uh, come out better on the other side. Anyway, those are the main news stories I've got. Now, did you do any trading so far this week? Yeah, yeah, I did uh, a little bit. Um, nothing really exciting. I, I got rid of some stuff. Uh, they were even, uh, some of the stuff I got rid of was even um, dividend stocks, but I'm, I'm uh, kind of getting even more of a snap now of dividend stocks where I'm like, well, this doesn't pay enough in dividends. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, TCBK. This is kind of like my my date. Um, it's uh, Trico Band Shares. Oh my gosh, with that name, you kind of got you have to own it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it came up in uh, as a suggestion or or something on uh, Robinhood. 
So I'm like, oh man, it's it's got my name in it. I gotta get this, you know. So I was watching it, watching it, um, for to get it at a good price. Uh, ended up buying it. Yep. There we go. Um, oh, it's actually down. I should buy more. Uh, <laughs> I ended up buying it at uh, thirty dollars and eighty-two cents, and held on for for a little while. Then the uh, dividend came out and the dividend was really small i'm like well i'm tying up thirty dollars on this dividend um and um i could cash it out when it uh when it makes a little bit i could cash it out buy a different dividend stock that would pay something better um so uh it did pay me a dividend on september 25th for about 22 cents and I was like, well, I got some other monthly dividends I could buy for $30 and get $0.22 cents every month. So, <laughs> I, uh, nice. I, yeah, yeah. So I, I sold this one, sold it for thirty-one ten. So, uh, you know me, if I make $0.06 cents on it, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a day trader. <laughs> yeah. So I, I made uh, $0.18 cents on, or no, $0.28 cents on this one. Uh, sold it, took the money, and went and bought some more stuff. Um, one of the things I bought today was, this is going to be my Mary for this week, is, uh, FRT. So, fart. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So, this is like a, a, a REIT, like a, uh, real estate investment trust. Um. Okay. It's a dividend king, so it's been earning dividends forever, and... Uh, it's pretty reliable as far as the dividends go. It's got a pretty good dividend yield. Uh, Robinhood's showing 5.49 um, on the yield. Uh, today, when I first logged in, it was um, around, I think, 76. And I had $75 in my account. So I'm like, well, I'm going to put a limit order for 74. I'll see if it dips down there. You know, I'll just check it here and there, you know, see if it's getting close or not. Uh, so I picked it up at 74 and then of course, since I bought it for 74, it dipped down to around, uh, lowest I think today was 73 even. <laughs> so, or actually a little bit less than, uh, 73. So of course, after I bought it, it dipped down even more, uh, sure, sure. but at least I picked it up. It was one more, uh, thing I could check off on my, uh, Dividend King, uh, bingo card. So I'm, I'm happy about that. This will be a long-term hold. Um, you know, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the real estate market does, um, <laughs> you know, because uh, I think in a few months, real estate in California is going to be real cheap. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, uh, gosh, it just it seems like the state just keeps doubling down on stupid. Yeah. You know, and that's the way the rest of the country is supposed to go in the future. No, thank you. Yeah, I was like i've been watching some of the videos about california and stuff and i'm like this has got to be clickbait or they're embellishing this stuff or something and i'm like well there there can't be 20 different youtubers and all these different articles embellishing that much or you know what i mean like yeah um yeah <laughs> so uh even people that are you know pro the things happening and they still don't think it's being ran correctly. So I'm like, both sides are saying it's bad. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, 
pretty much spent up my allowance this week for buying the uh, FT or FRT. Uh, I had a dollar forty left over, so I'm like, you know, I'll uh, realty income uh, ticker symbol O. It was under sixty yep. bucks and still under sixty right now too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anytime that's under sixty bucks, I, I just grab some whatever I have in my in my Robin Hood. I just grab some up. Um, so I I spent like a dollar forty, got some of that. I love that stock. It pays dividends every month. It's a dividend king, so I know it's not gonna um, you know go anywhere or anything like that. Uh, so that's kind of my uh, two Marys and a a date for this week. Um, let me see. Let me go and find what my kill was because I killed off a couple things. Yeah. Uh, did that one sell? Oh no. I guess. I think that's all I have for this week. If I look at last week, I think I sold some stuff. Oh, uh, NYMT uh, New York Mortgage Trust. Um, this was another one. It was just a suggestion by uh, uh, by Robinhood. Um, it's a cheap mortgage trust. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I'm like, oh hell, two bucks. I'll buy a couple of those. Uh, you know. So I uh, oh actually I bought um, back in uh, September. I bought two shares, uh, and in October I bought another seven shares. Um, I think it even gave me a dividend uh, not too long ago. Um, yeah, I got like a 53 cent dividend, uh, but I was like, eh, you know, I, uh, I just kind of bought it because of a suggestion and it sounded pretty good and it was crazy cheap. So I bought a couple shares and then I doubled down on it and it paid out the dividend, but uh, 53 cents is all right. But I'm like, well, I owned like nine shares altogether of it and um in three months i only got 53 cents for nine shares so i was like yeah i'll take some of that money buy something else that you know kind of pays more dividends or a monthly dividend something like that where i can kind of uh make more money because ideally i want to just live off them dividends <laughs> so i just kind of been working on that lately that's the goal yeah. now speaking of dividends i do have some news for you you may not be aware of sweet um there were Whirlpool, Crown Castle International, American Electric Power, and Avery Dennison were among U.S. companies that announced dividend increases this week. Ooh, I like the so, sound of that. Uh, Whirlpool, ticker symbol WHR. They've been around for a long time. I would probably say they're a dividend king. If not an arrest, they may be an arrest cap, but I, they've been along the wrong time, so I'm sure they're probably a king. Um, they just recently declared a quarterly disbursement of $1.25 a share, up $0.05 cents from $1.20. Nice. So 4% increase there. <clears throat> American Electric Power, AEP. Cool. I okay, love American companies. Yep. Uh, 70 payout of 74 cents a share from 70 cents. So 3.2% there. Um, Avery Dennison, which is AVY.
Uh, their portfolio package includes materials, declared a quarterly dividend of 62 cents a share, nearly a 7% increase from 58 cents. And let's see, the stock, which has returned about 9% this year, yields 1.8%. Also, Crown Castle International, CCI. They own and operate and lease communications infrastructure, like cell towers. Oh, okay. They I thought maybe they made uh, Crown Royal. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably doing good during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. Uh... So let's see. Cell Towers, they plan to rise, raise the quarterly dividend to $1.33 from $1.20, so an 11% increase. Nice. That's definitely somebody to watch, especially when we got 5G installations about to begin throughout the country. We're all yeah. even getting. Uh, various other companies said this week they will keep their dividends at current levels, and that includes a man list, a whole bunch of others. But so there you go. There's three that have just increased their dividends. So if they're not already in your portfolio, might be something to think about. Yeah, yeah, I'm adding them to the uh, to my little watch list here. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. How about you? Any uh, merry date kills or anything this week? No, I've had to keep things pretty quiet just due to our uh, current financial situation. Uh, I am looking to add some more silver to uh, to what I already have and uh, possibly put some more in my Glint gold account. Um, haven't really, really been in a stock buying, uh, I, get, I hate to say the word mood, because these things really shouldn't be based on mood, but uh, just thinking more about uh, other asset classes here recently and trying to pad more to them. Not necessarily just the stock portfolio. Yeah. Um, that does include crypto as well. And Bitcoin broke its $13,000 uh, wall. Um, so it might have some room to run. I think a lot of things are going to depend on what the Fed does. There's still push and pull. You got old, old, old crazy Nancy there uh, not agreeing to anything just so that you can keep stringing things along. Yeah. And uh, there's still people hurting that. You know, need this stimulus thing coming through, and uh, we kind of get jerked around, and the elections are up in the air. So there's a lot of uncertainty. When uncertainty is in is is there, I look to precious metals. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, a lot of people seem to think that crypto is here to stay, and that that can be considered an asset class like digital gold, for example. So, if you look down the description on the YouTube video. You will find uh, links if you'd like to get into trading stocks, Robinhood. Um, I believe there's a link for Acorns to join that, which you just get some nice Vanguard ETFs, which have done really well for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, just sold a little bit of that to uh, do some stuff for Christmas. But other than that, uh, you know, it's, it's always rebounded really well. So we're just going to keep that money there. And Glint, you can also sign up there and buy Fractional Gold which you can then spend like a debit card. And uh, still precious metals. We had that story a few weeks back that are being artificially uh, kept low thanks to JP Morgan and uh, some of their spoofing. So um, it's not a bad time to be buying silver and gold. I know silver is probably about $27 an ounce right now, I think. So uh, yeah, 
definitely things to add to your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah, pretty soon uh, this week we need to head over there and buy some gold, or buy some uh, silver. Yeah, and you need to come down and check out my shop too here on oh, the map. Yeah. I'm telling you about that. They were yeah. $5 over over spot. That was their that was their premium, and that's 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 pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. This has been Broke Money Hustle. We do appreciate those of you who are listening to us. Apologize for not being regular broadcast. We've missed a couple of weeks. Uh, life happens. That's just kind of the way things go. We're just doing this for fun uh, and trying to help uh, educate other people along the way. Uh, so, you know, kind of playing it loosey-goosey like that. We're not always the cutting edge. But, you know, that's that's the common man. That's, that's, that's the people that we want to reach. It's like you don't have all day to think about these things. You want to try to do the best you can so that your money at least stays safe, if not grows. That's why I'm a big, big proponent of something like acorns. You basically set it and forget it and uh, and, and let, it, let it grow in the background. And they've got lots of different products too. Something to set up for your kids or grandkids so that they can take an inheritance of it at 18. Uh, there's a Roth IRA there. And you can also get a debit card and use it as a checking account if you want. So. Lots of uh, lots of opportunities there and low low costs. Yeah. Think about the really bank fees you pay over time with Acorns to get all of the same features. You're paying five bucks a month. And you'll probably um, make that back in interest. Oh, easily, yeah. easily. I, I like my my Acorns account has consistently been about fifteen percent. It's been exactly. as high as eighteen. It's been as low as twelve, averaging out about fifteen percent consistently through this pandemic. So. Can't beat that. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, this has been Broke Money Hustle. This is Broke Money Hustle.